0: Hey everyone, welcome back to The Leadership Locker. So happy to have you. I'm Rich Cardona, your host. And look, uh, you're in the right place if if you've never been here. You're in the right place if you're a new entrepreneur, an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned entrepreneur. You're in the right place if you are one of the 25% of the veteran community that wants to start their own business like me and have started one and am taking you through the journey on Mondays and Fridays and Wednesdays, I have industry experts and influencers to talk to you about their expertise and, and how they can impart it on you, get you the knowledge that you need. Uh, guests have ranged from Kendra Hall for Storytelling for Business to Gary Vee, obviously talking about personal branding to Bradley talking about sales. Uh, I've had just fantastic, fantastic guests and you sharing these with other people is what allows me uh, to get those guests so thank you in advance. But I want to tell you quickly how I went to Nashville uh, for Podcast Movement 2021. And uh, my friend Hala told me about it. Uh, she's a podcaster. She's like, you go into Podcast Movement. And I was like, I am now. Uh, it was just something I didn't think of. And I was like, you know what, man, let me, let me get out of here. Let me get out of North Carolina for a little bit and go and kind of throw myself back into, uh, you know, the mix in terms of conferences. And and this is something, you know, I'm, I'm driving towards Hardcore, which is making the podcast itself a bona fide and legitimate business, not just podcast production, not just the video production we do for Rich Cardona Media. But I want this podcast to be shit freaking hot, so I'm making a push. I went to go, uh, learn a few things, and uh, obviously uh, the networking, the networking, the networking, you know, do a little bit of the networking and all that good stuff, however. Um, I went and and I got to meet uh, uh, some fantastic people. Last week I had uh, Travis Chapel on, which was fantastic. I got to meet Mark Cuban, I got to meet uh, Mike Kim. You know, he has a podcast and then obviously his best-selling book, You Are the Brand. And uh, he's actually very good friends with the organizer, Jared, the organizer of Podcast Movement. Now, who I was really excited to meet in person was my fantastic friend, Heather Parody. Okay, she has two podcasts. One is Unconventional Leaders, uh, which I believe she's right around 500 episodes. And the other one is Happy Brain. It's approaching episode 100 and has taken off. And Look, I I could talk about the podcast, but Heather is a dear friend. She had me on her LinkedIn leaders show a couple years ago. And since then we have been friends like many of the people I keep in my very close circle. uh, I know I could talk to her about anything. I know she could talk to me about anything. She knows she could talk to me about anything. And I was just so, so, so excited to meet her in person. And this is one of those things where LinkedIn or your favorite social media platform can and does allow you to formulate these virtual relationships that don't feel fucking weird when you meet them in person. It's like, dude, you already know each other. Now it's like, let's just kick it. What's going on? How can I help? How's the conference? And then it's lunches together. And then it's, where do you want to go for dinner? And then it's, are you going to this session? But despite all that, there was another introduction that was made to her from me. And she made this introduction a while ago. She was talking about this phenomenal podcaster, uh, that, uh, came up with the concept for happy brain that essentially is like, here you go, uh, you're running the show. and, And then she took it over, but that person is Greg Clunas. Now, Greg has a podcast, tiny leaps, big changes. Okay. And Greg, So, well, let me tell you about the podcast. It's a personal development podcast. Uh, It's focused on, you know, day-to-day behaviors of of how, you know, how we all engage in determining like how we wanna get the results in our lives that we want, right? Okay, so it's simple strategies, but check this out. I'm I'm literally looking, um, I just pulled it up. Apple Podcasts and 798 fucking episodes. Like, give me a break. That is insanity. Okay, now Heather introduced us a while ago and it was a really kind of, it wasn't a soft introduction. She makes great introductions, but for whatever reason, and Greg, I hope you listen to this, like I wasn't feeling it. I was like, I don't know shit about Greg. I was like, whatever. I was like, I don't care about what podcast he's got going on and blah, 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 blah. Well, Greg was a 2019, actually he spoke at a couple of uh, the podcast movements in the last couple years and I met him and the vibe was cool, man. Like i I've really was just digging his personality, his demeanor, his knowledge, his experience, and then throw Heather into the mix. uh, And and you'll be able to hear it in this podcast coming up is just, I understand why they click. And then I kind of was like this, not a new kid on the block, but I was almost like a third wheel. But the three of us, when we were able to hang out together was freaking awesome. Now I say when we were going to hang out together because... I mean, I think Greg and maybe Heather went out a couple of the nights and then did this and did that. And guess who was in bed by 930? This dude. Guess who was up at four? This dude. Because I didn't want to go do that shit. I'm a creature of habit. So we were talking and we had access to these awesome booths um, to record a podcast. And, and that's exactly what we did. We talked about how to conference again. And we have three unique personalities, and three unique approaches on how to approach a conference, how to determine what you want out of it, how to network, how to rest, how to chill, how to not overdrink, how to know what classes to go to. And we do all this in a half hour. Now, it's obviously our perspectives and our perspectives only, but I felt like this would be ridiculously useful for people who are gonna start going to these things again. And don't sit there and act like you got that shit figured out. There's not a single person I know that goes to conferences and just doesn't feel some aspect of one of these three things. Okay. FOMO by missing something uh, or not going to a class or not networking or anything like that. Overwhelm, just overwhelmed with information, overwhelmed with the networking, overwhelmed with the energy, overwhelming with the places to be and then all the fucking shit. Okay, so that's number two. And the third one is the propensity to buy. Okay. The propensity to buy. It is so easy to go to a conference and all of a sudden be completely convinced in that emotional state of hyperactivity and hyper knowledge ingestion that you're going to feel compelled to buy some shit, a fucking microphone that you don't need when the one you have works perfectly fine or change your freaking podcast network or to do this or do that or whatever. Like you've experienced that and you probably still do and you haven't mastered it. So I thought it would be a fantastic idea, and obviously so did they, to, to like, let's sit down and talk about this and, and kind of weave the concept of all of our shows into something that you can ingest and something that you can listen to anytime you want Or save it and be like okay cool i'm going to this summit and i'm gonna listen to this really quick to listen to how the pros and cons of uh, some of the things they did and how they approached it and what i can do to make sure that i have a completely pleasant and stress-free experience when i go so greg clunas okay don't forget to check him out tiny leaves big changes and my amazing friend, uh, Heather Parody of Unconventional Leaders and Happy Brain. Uh, that one is putting a fun spin on mental health, although although it can get deep. So just keep that in mind. And then last thing I'll say is in the mid-roll, okay, halfway through the podcast, I'm going to come in, I'm going to tell you about uh, the organization I got my VA from, uh, and I'm going to tell you a deal they're going to offer you if you've listened to this podcast and if you let them know that. All right, let's get into the show. Here we go. Hey everyone. So I gave you the, the quick intro. Here with my friends. This is kind of like a collab. Uh, we're supporting each other's podcast, but we want to support you and talk about how to conference again, because I don't know how many people have been to conferences, but here we are in Nashville, and I think we have three unique perspectives. And we'll just do quick intros for people in, who are not in our, each other's ecosystems, but we'll start with Miss Heather.
1: Heather Parody. Host of Happy Brain. And I'm going to try not to talk as Southern as possible since we're in Nashville.
2: Hey, my name is Greg Clunas. I'm the host of the Tiny Leaps Big Changes podcast.
0: And I'm Rich Cardona. You guys are making me self conscious of my podcast voice. You guys have podcast <laughs> voices. <Whatever. laughs> okay, so check this out. Um, I, I'm i going to start with this, and then and I think it, it'll be good to obviously just go round table here. So we're at Podcast Movement. Uh, I looked at the schedule. And I was kind of overwhelmed a little bit going to some of the classes. And I'm like, nah, I know this stuff. Or oh, this isn't that energetic. I'm out of here. So what does that leave you with? Which, which is what everyone says is the moneymaker at one of these things, which is the hallway talk. And I wasn't feeling it. I don't want to go up to people. I don't, I don't feel believe
1: it. believe that. You're so social. <laughs> don't lot of the people, Rich.
0: Well, I could do a lot more than I have. So I was talking to Greg earlier and I said, "You know what? This morning I made up my mind." And this is a practice I've heard and I've done once or uh, once or twice before, which is just make the goal to meet five people. You know, if you meet a hundred people, you're not gonna remember those hundred people. But if you make five kind of key relationships or gets, so to speak, maybe you meet that person who you want on the podcast, that'll help. And that alleviated me to an extent. Now, meanwhile, Heather's trying to get a running club going on, and Heather's like, <laughs> oh, a speed network and all but that's this crazy. The
1: personality.
0: So yeah, you're well, kind
2: of doing the most. Yeah.
0: So that I, that's what I want to talk about, my approach. I decided that would have to be my approach because I was uncomfortable doing it. I actually literally booked my flight or changed my flight to leave earlier tomorrow just so I could get home and get back into my routine. So for me, that was kind of where my headspace was disrupted. And so I decided to make a plan just to be like five key people. And I've achieved that. I'm happy with it and I feel better now. But what was your approach coming in? And then Greg, what was your approach coming in?
1: Sure. So to your point about, you know, like, oh, Heather's running around meeting people. Y'all don't see me also going back to my room and making a pot of coffee, getting in my jammies at 2.30 and taking like a solid two-hour break from it. (laughs) Because I think measuring your energy is really important. You know, as achiever type people, we're like, okay, here's my goal. We're going to go do it or whatever. But if we're not like at an energetic state where we're really there and engaged and really feeling good. We can make connections all day long, but are these solid connections? Or are we really, you know, moving the needle at all? So I think energy management super important. And I, it may seem some people are really doing whatever, but you don't know how many breaks they're taking. As far as like my approach uh, to the conference, everybody's been to these types of things will say that your leads come in through it, your friendships will come through it, Um yeah, so it, it was always networking for me. I mean, the workshops are cool, but... Well,
0: is that, valid? Is that, is that true?
1: A hundred percent. I will say that one of the best decisions I made early on in my entrepreneurial, whatever the hell I'm doing, I don't even know, <laughs> whatever we're doing here, is about three or four years ago, I volunteered for a conference and worked at one. And I'm telling you, that was one of the best decisions because... I got to see how people interact at conference from an outside perspective. Yeah. And I worked some of the speakers booths. Like, I worked Mel Robbins booth and sat there with her while she talked to every single person. And I saw the way they talked to her in the way most people approach that kind of stuff. And it made me realize, I'm like, I do not want to be the typical fangirl, like, trying to close a deal in a conference with somebody I just met and like go really big and really understand that conferences are cool, but hopefully they're the beginning of something, a connection, and they're not something that needs to close and happen on the floor. And I think that rush kind of panic expectation ruins a lot of what could be really good connections because Mm -hmm. we're Panicking and we're freaking out and we think this is our shot and our chance to get in front of this person or that and it's not. Yeah, um, we needed to be way more long term with things and realize that this could be an entry point to something that could last three or four years.
2: Hundred percent. And not yes.
1: if it happened a weekend. And that was very long, Gregory. I'm sorry.
2: No, no, no. That uh, there's so much in there that's valuable because I think at the end of the day, that is the 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 point. Anyone who's trying to make a connection at a conference and and turn that into the thing immediately is just straight up doing it wrong. You're gonna come across way too aggressive. You're gonna yeah. come across as as needy and, and, and no one likes that person. I think for me, coming into a conference, it's always about, for people who aren't friends, I want FaceTime because they're much more likely to answer my email if they, they have a face to, to put to it. That's good. Uh, and and for people who are my friends, like I wanna deepen that, that connection and spend some time with them and, and talk through what they're dealing with, talk through what I'm dealing with. And it essentially just becomes this opportunity to get time in front of people that, as solopreneurs, as as entrepreneurs, we often don't get. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all too, but see, I just went. Southern. You said y'all. Um, that was, that was
0: cool. <laughs> That's what happens. when you <laughs> I, literally, around,
2: I, I literally sit in a basement all day and talk to an, a microphone that in an empty room. A, a literal basement. Oh, my wow. studio, my workspace is set up in our basement. Um, Surrounded by my spider neighbors, and, <laughs> and and just talk to a microphone. So getting to to meet some of these people who have been Facebook messaging for years, or mm-hmm. somebody like Heather who I've, I've I've considered a very close friend for years, mm-hmm. meeting for the first time in person like that that there's so much value in that.
0: Yeah. Well, and you were a speaker two years ago at this conference. So what has your perspective been having done mm-hmm. that now? It's yeah. been a couple That's of years.
2: A great question. Yeah, so. This, I, I've been here three times. The first two times I spoke, this is the first time I, I'm not. It's not so much that I like it better, but it does create a different dynamic. Which do you like better? Being in uh, just a, a general admission, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Because when I spoke after after the day that I spoke or before the day that I spoke often, every person who approached me, it had something to do with the talk. And so you're put in this position of like a, a little bit of like an elevated thing. Mm which is is fine it's great but it doesn't feel like you can make a real connection that way because you're starting from like different levels as opposed to general admission nobody knows who I am mm-hmm. like I'm not big enough that somebody can glance at me and think oh wow that's great and and so I go up to somebody it doesn't say speaker on my badge it just says general admission and we get to have a much deeper like conversation on the same level yeah so I kind of like that more. I'm probably going to try and speak the next time. But yeah. I do kind of, having experienced it now, I'm, I am kind of like it.
0: Uh, I want to switch to something you wish you had done now that were two days in or three days in, if, depending on when you got here. And for me, it was being a little bit more strategic about people I wanted access to. A lot of people pay, go to conferences. And, and they're like, that's my chance, right? Like that's my chance to ask a question to that person. That's my chance to catch them in, you know, after dinner or at a networking event or whatever it may be. And I just kind of came in loose. And it's probably because I haven't been to a conference in a minute and I'm just like, I just need to focus on ingesting knowledge, especially where I want to take the podcast. But what I did not do was go through and be like, I need to make a connection with so and so or that or, or just even look at biographies and realize that two people here who are CEOs of podcast networking companies were veterans which is like hands fucking down like hello like of course I need to make that connection. So that's one thing that I would say to people out there if you're going to start going again look at l- start looking at biographies and be a little bit strategic if if you really want to get the most out of it and see some of the people who've influenced you or imparted knowledge on you or given you value or whatever it is I would say that's something you should definitely make happen and plan ahead for, since I did not, and I felt like I paid the price a little bit. How about you?
1: What comes to mind is normally at a, at a conference, I, I was telling Greg, oh, I do a one. little Sorry, bit I
0: Sorry, I have yours. What? Don't bring your own food, so that way you could eat, you know, whatever you want.
1: No, I'm so <laughs> glad I did that. I carried a big-ass <laughs> coffee pot with me here, too. <laughs> I do not, no regrets, <laughs> zero no rag- regrets, <laughs> zero regrets. But it, usually I um, do kind of pre-connection stuff before a conference where mm-hmm. I'm way more active in their Facebook group and community and like connecting with people before. Um, I don't want to say I regret doing that now because honestly, I I, I really enjoyed this experience and um, energy management wise, I don't sure, I'm not sure I had and that's something I want to talk about here in a minute, but, yeah. you know, had the energy to be any more social than I was this week. I think I'm having to, I'm emerging from 2020, kind of, and, like, trying to figure out yeah. how to be social again. Yep. Uh, but nor- normally, it's a really good idea, is getting more active in the Facebook groups before Um the Lewis House Conference, I always would put up a post every single year. It says, hey, let's connect on Instagram. And I'd have hundreds of comments and I would personally go in and DM every single person nice. there on Instagram, a voicemail, hey, I'm Heather. So when I show up, people so, are like, hey, Heather, you know, I already knew it. So we start from a different place. Now, granted, not everybody has that energy, time or craziness, but it's a cool idea. And, yeah. it, and it really pops and works, uh, you know, to know a lot of people before you even step out. That's a really, yeah.
0: really solid point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So I approach it a little bit differently. I came into this with, instead of, Rich, to your suggestion, like this is who I want to connect with, or, or Heather to yours of like building up this, this connection base beforehand. I came in with, here are the two things that I, I want to solve. Here are, the, here are the problems that I'm coming here for. And so whether that comes to me through a panel or an event, or whether that comes to me through talking to somebody, I know the two things that when I leave this, I want to have different thoughts about than I did when I came here. And that that served me really well. I think the thing that I re- regret going to that point of energy management is I did not give myself enough space to to, to rest and, and, and recover mm-hmm. this week. Because there are plenty of times where I felt like I should go back to the room. I, I should take a second. And I just didn't let
1: myself. Why? And tell, tell me you- why you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Was there like a pressure like I'm missing out on something if I go do this, or do you not no. want to walk that really long walk because that's valid yeah. it is it is
2: pretty long <laughs> um no, it wasn't even a pressure. It was more so I would think it and then almost just get like distracted like squirrel syndrome, right like oh. I need to go talk to this person. Like, oh my God, this, I've been looking for this person all day. I should go talk. And then before I know it, the time just passes. Yeah. Um, and then now it's the, the event time or whatever. And it's like, well, I'm not gonna go back to my room now. i want to do that. And then you're at the party and you're, you're connecting and it's going great. So you're like, all right, I guess I'm doing another three hours of, of sleep tonight or, or whatever mm-hmm. it ends up being. Um, but that's, that's true in my personal life as well. Like I, I often just forget to give myself the space I need
0: okay uh last week i went on a big crazy scenario based shout out to my sponsor rocket station i'm gonna try and keep this one a little bit shorter i'm gonna give you something i have my green book in front of me we just call him the green monster in the marine corps and on the ride home from nashville on the flight home i wrote down everything that was on my mind of what i needed to do for the business and it's a list of 33 fucking things. 33 things. How the hell am I gonna do that by myself? And obviously I'm gonna have to narrow it down and just be like, that needs to turn into five things. And once those five things are done, maybe I could tax some more. Or maybe looking at the 33 is gonna make me realize some of these are freaking completely stupid and I don't need them. But there's no way I'm gonna be able to do that myself. And there's no way There's no way I'm actually going to be able to hire all the pieces I need affordably here and and get it done without being in the negative. So how can I be in the positive? How can I make hires that are going to put me in the positive, keep me in the positive, allow me to get a paycheck and scale the business? It's by assembling a team of virtual assistants. And maybe they come on as a virtual assistant, but maybe one is in charge of accounting and they're part time. Maybe one of them is your social media manager and they're full time. Maybe you have just an obsolete like I do in Ellie and it changes the game. Our team just grew. Our team just grew, okay, by 25 percent. And I absolutely and fundamentally believe that's going to scale the business 25 percent or more for sure. Okay, minimum. And I mean, that might sound soft, but we are going through some changes. uh, So I'm not going to just expect, uh, you know, somehow I'm going to 10x, but they are going to allow the existing team to do more and that's what matters so look mention to rocket station that you are a listener of the leadership locker Okay, and you will get 25% off of your process mapping, which is them mapping out the processes that you need to outsource to your VA, your full time or part time VA before you even start interviewing. So they're gonna they're gonna give you 25% off the process mapping. So you don't have to do it. They're gonna let you look it over and they're gonna go over it with you. And then you could add any changes, take some things, approve it, whatever it is. And then on with your business, you go and you end up Doing your interviews, getting the candidate that you need and that you want, and then you're happy. So, how you're going to get in touch with Rocket Station and let them know that you're a leadership blocker listener is that you're going to email brooks at rocketstation.com or you're going to go to landing.rocketstation.com. And that's where you're going to be able to set up an appointment to learn more. Look, uh, five people from the Arte Syndicate, which I'm part of, uh, which is Andy Priscilla and Ed My Let's Thing, they hit me up and they're like, hey, tell me more. I gave them everything I don't I don't hold back I told them everything about you know how the experience has been what the process was like and uh, they were thrilled and it's just great to see people it's not even about rocket station uh, it's about people realizing that they need help and kind of owning that and taking step towards it so if you need that if you want to find out more dm me otherwise brooks at rocketstation.com or go to landing.rocketstation.com to schedule an appointment all right let's get back to the show
1: Let's uh, go into just energy management because maybe you're not staying at a conference. Maybe you don't have the luxury of walking over to your hotel. Maybe you do, I don't know. Uh, But I think it would be interesting and valuable for people to, for us to kind of discuss energy management at a conference. Because again, if I want to talk to Paul over here, yeah, that might be a great connection, but if I'm completely drained, I'm frustrated, I've been talking for hours and hours, I could, you know, I want to go into that conversation with Paul full energy, really Heather parody. And so it's important to take time for yourself. So for me personally, I genuinely need to step away from all people. Like no one be completely alone and listen to music. Usually it involves eating something, just general downtime. And normally like, even if it's 30 minutes, I'll just jump in my jammies for a minute and walk around my jammies. And then put my clothes back on and come back out. I don't know why it's so weird, but uh, I have to do that. And I've, I've done that probably three times every single day mm. that I've been here. So y'all <laughs> didn't know I'm like a Jedi, so I just run <laughs> off and do that. But what about you guys? Uh,
0: for me, and I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but the three of us have talked, I'm really big on my routine, so it's important for me to go to bed at a certain time and get up at a certain time and start my day off a very specific way so that way it's a little bit more predictable for me. Um, the only thing that's really kind of gotten off track, and we've joked about this, was like just like what I've been eating or whatever. Yeah, But you know, waking up early for me, it's it, everything just involves a trigger, right? It's a trigger for my mind. Like, okay, it's now nine. Like I know like mentally I'm going to wind down or I'll start reading or I watch some shitty show on, on the hotel TV. But energy management for me is making sure I get the adequate rest and get some sort of ad- adequate physical exertion at some point. And walking around here, like, yeah, it counts, but not really. The mental part is the part where And you always do this. You taught me this. I always do hashtag mental health on a lot of times after a run or a workout. But like that replenishes my mental health, right? Like, and I think that I think the most important thing I'm thinking about in my head right now is that we've all been talking about energy management and all these things. But some people probably do like are like, dude, you're at a fucking conference. Like, what do you mean energy management? What do you mean? Yeah. What do you What do you mean you're fatigued? Or what do you mean it's exhausting? What do you mean networking is hard or or it like takes energy from you? But it does, so um, I make sure I balance it out through physical health, and that way I could participate as much as possible. But dude, I want to go to my room all the time.
1: So I really respect that. But here's the honest truth: yeah. I would have so much FOMO because like there's these like little parties at night or whatever, and I respect what you're doing. And I'm like, dude, I kind of want to go to bed. Like it's late, but I have FOMO. So how do you get over that?
0: Let me. So Greg said something two minutes ago that made me think of something. And that was, he said he had his two goals, right? So if you have your two goals, that means you could say, I'm going to ignore the classes in this track or yeah. this or that, right? Like you you narrow it down yeah. to where you you are kind of like pretty strategic or disciplined about what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. Yeah. For me, you know, I don't drink. Like, I don't want to go around people who are drinking. I don't want to smell alcohol in people's breasts. And this is just my personal preference because it's something I had to do. So that's hard for me, right? So I don't want to go network with loud bumping music and get shitty sleep and look at the bags under my eyes the next day or whatever. Like, I I like to create that distance from from the people I'm trying to be, And this isn't a competition, but I want to be a badass fucking podcaster. And that means getting up at four and doing my fucking workout. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's just how I look at it. It's like, of course there's FOMO, dude. Like, you know, you guys know me already. There's no way I don't have the FOMO. But you know what? I'd actually feel like shit tomorrow, even if I made awesome connections that I slept in and decided not to go, like, just move something around in in, in the gym.
1: Yeah.
2: So So let me ask you this, because... I've known you for two, three days, however long it's been. And the two things I know about you, one, you're very routine-driven, which I respect. I'm not. I mean, I am, but I'm not. I am about weird things. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, two, you somehow managed to pull off these amazing interviews with huge people. And, and it seems like you, you go the extra mile to make that happen. What if those two things clashed?
0: Oh. What if going
2: to the networking party would get you the Mark Cuban interview or whatever it is? Like, which do you sacrifice?
0: I like my chances of getting Mark Cuban not at a network party. Mm. I want to be distinguishable, right? So, like, you're right, man. Like, you know how badly I would want to get Questlove because right. freaking Heather knows that's one degree away from Jimmy Fallon, who's a dream interview. But fuck that, because like, I respect. I, it. I, you know, I like my chances, man. Like, yeah. I like my chances and I like my formula and I like my persistence. So. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, But yeah, man, like we didn't get to you. So what about your energy management? Because I remember yesterday you were like, man, I stayed out till one and I went to McDonald's. You were tired
1: yesterday. You were like another level.
2: I don't do a good job of energy management in my real life, much less the conference. A conference, it only gets worse. Um, However, so this morning I woke up, went to the gym and and I have my gym routine like I listen to music and that and sounds weird, but that really does help me like find my like inner space or, or whatever you want to call it. And I have my coffee, I have my breakfast, blah, blah, blah. For me, it comes down to, I'm checking in my, with myself a lot. And I know when I'm tired, I know when I'm exhausted. However, I also know to an extent how far I can push that mm-hmm. because when I'm at home, like I'm, I'm constantly working on two, three different projects at the same time. So I've got my main business, but the, for the last year, two years, I've been building an app and that's all happening 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. So like staying up late, like pushing the, the limits of what tired means for me like that. That is something I've been doing for a really long time. Yep. And I kind of can tell when I'm like, all right, I can do a little bit more versus I need to stop. And I feel like because I have that connection, it. Gives my myself permission a little bit to not that it's a good thing, but during the day, rather than going back to the room, all right, I'm just going to go a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. We get to the the networking thing. All right, I'm going to go a little bit longer, whatever it is. And again, I I, I don't want to advocate for it because I don't necessarily think it's healthy. Yeah. But I do think that there is value in understanding what your personal limit looks like. I yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
1: And here's one thing too. I, I've been practicing being honest with people because you know the, the walk back to your room. There's people who are stopping you all the time, and I feel bad sometimes saying like, "Hey, I would love to talk right now, but I really need." To. And I've this this trip, I've been like, "I need to go recharge my battery." Every person I've told that to goes, "Oh goodness, I need to do that too." And it's I think being honest about your cap. And that you do get drained, and all this is really important because it gives other people not that they need permission, but like, hey, we're all yeah, human here. 100%. And we're not all on all the time. Yeah. And I'm not some superhuman. I need to rest a little mm-hmm. bit. And you know what? If you do too go do it and celebrate 100%. each other doing that. If your friend needs to go rest or whatever, ask them, have you eaten? Do you drink water? Go lay down for a little bit. You know what I mean? We need to advocate for each other as well.
0: I agree. Well, unfortunately, we got to wrap up here soon. So I think uh, we'll start with Greg and Heather and then we'll go to me. For someone listening who's like, all right, uh, it's time to go back to a conference and I'm going to go. And maybe they're apprehensive. Maybe they're not sure about the investment or they just are looking for an approach. What would what would you kind of be like? Here's Here's your one ground rule you'll follow and it'll probably do you well.
2: I I would say know what you want. Like I like I said I came in with the understanding these are the two problems that matter to me. I don't know where I'm going to get the answers, but I'm going to get the answers for those things and I've like you said been able to filter everything else. So so I would say come in knowing what you want whether that's to meet a particular person or to attend and learn a specific thing doesn't really matter but know that. Perfect.
1: I would say be solid in who you are and play a long game. Let go of anxiety that you have one shot to do anything or make something. Very few people or things are just born and made in like a day or two at some conference. It's cool. It's awesome. But play the long game Mm -hmm. and realize there's no stress. There's no anxiety. Everything will work out fine. And this is just a tiny little sentence of a paragraph of our whole stinking (laughs) ass book. So (laughs) it's going to be cool. Go eat your burger chill out. Yeah. We're playing the long game here. Yeah.
0: I would say run the mile you're in, uh, you know, like if it's like a marathon, run the mile you're in. Uh, you could easily go into sessions and be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, this is over my head. You know what I mean? Like there's some ad- uh, an advertising one I went into. I'm like, what are they? Like, what? And then there's other classes. I'm like, dude, this is kindergarten stuff. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I already know all this. So run the mile that you're in and you don't need to be like critical about yourself if you don't know something. And you also probably shouldn't venture on the narcissistic side and be like, I know too much because there's someone who's too, who hasn't even started a podcast yet or someone, whatever, if, if you're, you're at a sales conference, someone who's a sales intern or who knows what that could probably use your help. So just leverage your experience and, and just run the mile you're in and I think you'll be straight. For
1: sure. Real fast before we go, we have 10 seconds to answer this question. This comes from Poddex, which just left their cards here (laughs) on the table. Um, I'm going to ask this question really fast. What will people look back at us 50 years from now and be shocked and appalled by, Rich? Shocked and appalled
0: by? Oh, my God, that I didn't get divorced again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Wow, Greg.
2: 50 years from now?
1: Uh
2: Uh-huh. Wow, he became the dictator of the U.S.,
1: Oh, dang. <laughs> dang. Um, I would say that she is still wearing uh, clothes like she's 20 years old, even though she's 83. <laughs> she's
0: wearing pajamas at conferences. She's wearing Full pajamas time <laughs> and
1: converses with dirt on them and well, acting like she's three.
0: But what a good collab. Uh, wait, where can everyone find you and uh, your
2: podcast again real quick?
1: At Heather Parody, P-A-R-A-D-Y, and the show is Happy Brain.
2: At Greg Clunis, G-R-E-G-G-C-L-U-N-I-S, all platforms, podcasts, Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. This is Rich
0: Cardona. You know what it is. You know what it is. Leadership Locker. <laughs> You're already on Leadership Locker and you know where to find me. Subscribe, Janet. Yeah. All right. All right. We're out. See ya. Okay. Uh, I hope... Heather and Greg uh, just got some new listeners or some new follows on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you like to exist. Uh, These are obviously two amazing people. I hope you could feel uh, the vibe was just so strong. And um, one thing that we talked about for sure was just growing our podcast. Uh, You know, obviously that is the number one question that gets asked all the time. How can I grow my podcast? How can I grow my podcast? How can I grow my podcast? Okay, and it, it really is in the podcast world, is a matter of not trying to convert the unconverted. Okay, meaning trying to find people in places that don't usually listen to podcasts or who are not podcast listeners to subscribe or share my shit. You know where I need to do it? I need to do it with you guys. You guys already know, right? You're listening for a reason. So the best opportunity I have to grow this and have more impact and impart some of these same things on others is by you sharing it with other podcast listeners, someone who has to hear these messages. So do me a favor, please share it if you got anything out of it. That's all I ask. If you got anything out of it, share it. Share the link, send it to someone, uh, and that is is obviously going to be Awesome. If you are not a subscriber, please subscribe. Uh, That'll make me thrilled. I'm very happy with the numbers, but I would love to continue to see them go up because again, you guys are the reason I'm able to secure some of these guests. And you guys are some of the reasons that I give the best possible knowledge I can through some of the experiences I'm going through. So we'll leave it at that. We will get back to you in a couple days with a new episode of the Leadership Locker. And I am incredibly, incredibly grateful for all that you do. I wanna to talk to some of you, so feel free to DM me and we could get uh, on the um, Zoom or on the phone for 10 minutes and just see who you are, what you're about and how I can serve you later.